Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Football might be over, but the NBA and college basketball are still in full swing, along with some hockey, and the only place you should be betting on those sports is betonline.ag. I personally use it all the time. I know that I've been betting on basketball pretty much every single day, even during the NFL playoffs, and now with really no other sports left to talk about besides basketball and hockey, Definitely, you should look at betonline.ag. They have all the lines you could possibly want. They have first half lines, full game lines, player props, really everything you want. I use them all the time. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality shows if you want to look for some props. And for some special, unique uh, options there, if you want to spend your money on, maybe, for example, The Bachelor, if maybe your significant other is forcing you to watch it, maybe you can have some entertainment by having some money on it. But either way... A bet online that AG has tons of props with real-time odds on almost anything you could think of, and of course, 24-hour online casino. Head to the website and, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bang Barrier Podcast here on the Blue Podcast Network. Now, before we went on break, we talked about what we're going to be doing for the show. Same thing, we've done, been do, same thing that we have been doing for the last couple of weeks, going through the Golden State Warriors and previewing some of their games over the next couple of days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick recap of what happened last week, and we did very well once again. We ended up talking about Golden State, thought that they would end up beating Orlando, thought they would lose to Brooklyn, thought they would beat Cleveland, and then the Miami game was a little bit dicey. I personally thought Miami would end up winning that game. Uh, Miami probably should have won that game, but Golden State ended up coming back in the second half. Curry was pretty underwhelming for about the first three and a half quarters or pretty much the entire game before overtime, and then he took over. So Golden State had a nice week overall, went 3-1. and one. Uh, Overall in the show, we went 3-1, and one, and hopefully that carries over into the next uh, couple of games. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in and talk about the first meeting or the first game that Golden State has on the calendar. And it's going to be another matchup against the Orlando Magic. However, this one's going to be on the road, and that will be taking place on Friday, February 19th. And for this matchup here, uh, there are no lines out. I know usually we have a game on Thursday, so I can tell you the lines and everything like that, but that is not the case for this one. But looking at this matchup here, I don't know how I'm supposed to take Orlando. I know Orlando had a nice win against the Knicks uh, yesterday. But it doesn't change the fact that Orlando still is not a very good team. When you're starting Michael Carter-Williams and giving Mo Bamba a decent amount of minutes because of all the injuries that you have, your team's not very good. And Golden State has been playing very well lately, with the exception of the Brooklyn game, which has been kind of the issue with the Warriors all season long, is the fact that this team is very good against awful teams and kind of struggles against the upper echelon of teams that in either conference, which has been the problem. But luckily, Orlando's at the bottom of the East, and I think Golden State should beat them once again. I know Golden State did struggle a little bit to beat them on Thursday, but 
Still one by six. Curry at 40. And at the end of the day, Orlando can't guard Curry. They can't really stop anybody uh, on defense. And I simply think that Golden State should be able to do enough in order to get the job done. Oubre also had a pretty solid game against Orlando in uh, the first meeting because of the fact that Oubre ended up having 10 rebounds. And Draymond, once again, had another phenomenal performance passing the ball. As Draymond has recorded at least 10 assists in uh, seven of his last eight games. He's been really just clicking, and I simply think that the ball moving will be too much for Orlando. I think Orlando's offense is a little bit too underwhelming to match up, so I like Golden State to get the job done there. I'd also lean to the under, but I don't know what the line currently is, so I can't really go that much in depth on it. But Golden State simply puts the better team, and I think Golden State will play well in this spot against a pretty underwhelming Magic team. But now looking at uh, Saturday, they have a back-to-back as they end up traveling to Charlotte to play on the road there. And I think that game could get a little bit dicey. Charlotte, people were expecting to be a pretty, I'd say, below-average team. However, has really not been the case. Charlotte is 13-15. and 15. However, if the playoffs started right now, Charlotte would be a playoff team, as this team has actually looked pretty good, especially over the last couple of weeks. I know Charlotte has lost two of its last three. However, the Hornets are in first place in the division right now in the Southeast. And if you look at the recent results for this team, this team has won three of its last five. So it has been playing pretty well lately. But at the end of the day, going through the matchup here, I actually think Charlotte's got a decent shot to win this game, mostly because of the back-to-back thing with Golden State. It's one thing to have back-to-back games in the same arena, but having to play against Orlando and then immediately traveling to Charlotte with no days off in between, I think is a pretty brutal scheduling spot for Golden State. I wouldn't be surprised to see Golden State potentially rest some people in that game. I'm not really sure if Curry would sit, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them starting to rest a couple of people uh, just based on the fact that these guys have logged a lot of minutes over the last couple of games. But going through the actual uh, card here, it's just a matter of the fact that, well, Charlotte hasn't really played in about a week because Charlotte ended up having to suspend some games because of COVID. But Charlotte is expected to be back for Saturday against Golden State. So Charlotte's going to be well-rested. Golden State's going to be playing on zero days rest. And assuming that Charlotte doesn't get off to a mass, an extremely slow start after the long layoff, I actually like the well-rested Hornets to get the job done here. I think that Charlotte has the offensive potency to match up with Golden State. I think defensively, both teams will struggle in this game. But Lamelo's actually done a really good job ever since he took over uh, one of the starting guard spots because of the injury to Graham. But Rozier has been very good this season, averaging 20.6 points per game. And Gordon Hayward's a borderline all-star, averaging 22.3 points per game. I actually think that Charlotte just has enough, I'd say, options offensively to at least hang with Golden State. And based on the serious rest, uh, I'd say, disparity between these two teams, I actually kind of like Charlotte in the spot. I think this game will be close. But at the end of the day, I do think that the Hornets should be able to get the job done in a pretty, I'd say, close game that's going to be taking place there on Saturday. But anyway, looking at the rest of Golden State's schedule, uh, they're going to be remaining on the road. Uh, they're not going to be traveling back to the Chase Center anytime soon because after the game against Charlotte, they travel to New York to play against the Knicks on Tuesday. Now, New York is, I don't know how to put this, an interesting team. I think it's a pretty safe way to put it. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting, by the way, because Golden State goes from having back-to-back games on Friday and Saturday to not playing until Tuesday. So I find that a pretty interesting spot there for rest. But either way, uh, looking at this matchup here with the Knicks, uh, this one, this is going to be the second time these teams have met. Golden State ended up getting smacked by the Knicks in the first meeting. 
back on January 21st as the Knicks traveled to Golden State and won by 15. Uh, the Knicks are known for its elite defense, uh, for their elite defense under Thibodeau. One of the best three-point defenses in the league. However, the issue you have with the Knicks is the fact that this team simply can't score. And that was the case in the game yesterday against Orlando. Because the Knicks generated pretty much less than nothing for the entire game. Ended up only scoring 89 points. Uh, definitely a terrible showing there. However, the Knicks are 7-6 and six at home. So this team has done pretty well at MSG. And Golden State is 5-7 and seven on the road. So this so Golden State had definitely has looked a lot better at home than it has on the road. But looking at both of these teams and going through the numbers here, the Knicks offensive, we've already talked about how a Thibodeau team is pretty much defense only and offense is there occasionally. Uh, only averaging 104 points per game is not ideal, but they're only giving up 103.6. So this team is pretty much feast or famine offensively and defensively. This team puts the clamps down all the time. Now looking at the Knicks, though, the one bright spot offensively for this team is obviously Julius Randle, who has been playing like an all-star and honestly, he probably won't get serious consideration for the award. It's probably going to go to Jeremy Grant or even Christian Wood if he comes back. But pro most likely Grant after he scored 43 points last night. But Randall should be in consideration for most improved player. He's averaging 23.1 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and 5.6 assists per game. He has been an absolute one-man wrecking crew for this, for this Knicks team. And I really don't think Golden State matches up too well with him. Uh, it's just a matter of you could put Draymond on him, I guess. But Randall just has the size to give guys like Oubre and company problems. I know that Mitchell Robinson, now that he's out, you've had to rely more on Nerlens Noel uh, to play center and these kind of guys. So there, ha there isn't really much of an offensive threat from the Knicks centers at this point. But Randall has gotten the green has got the green light whenever he wants it, and Draymond will probably end up guarding him. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Knicks use a ton of pick and roll with the newly acquired Derrick Rose and even Emmanuel quickly to try to get the Warriors to switch, and I think Randall could end up feasting in this game. Would it shock me if Randall scores 30-plus? No. That would not surprise me at all. But looking at this matchup here, I'm still going to take Golden State. I think it's a good revenge spot for the Warriors after losing to the Knicks earlier this season. I think that Golden State will be able to, I'd say, learn some things after giving up 119 points to the Knicks in the first meeting of the season. And I think Golden State should take advantage of the pretty, I'd say, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Pretty favorable uh, resting situation leading up to this game with the three with the uh, two full days off. So I do think that the Warriors should get the job done, and I do think the Warriors should most likely cover the spread, even though I'm not really sure what the spread is going to be. But anyway, that's going to take us into the last game of the upcoming week before getting into the actual stats for Golden State. It's going to be on a road game against the Indiana Pacers. It's going to be taking place on Wednesday. So the Warriors go... Back-to-back -back on Friday, Saturday, then two days off, then they play back-to-backs on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, you know, that's kind of the schedule and how it's going to go. This game actually will be on ESPN, so it will be a nationally televised game. Now, looking at the Pacers, this team has been pretty, I'd say, inconsistent or consistently mediocre, however you want to phrase it, being 15-14. and 14. Ended up picking up a nice overtime win against Minnesota. Uh, yeah, you need overtime to beat Minnesota. I think that pretty much says all I need to know. Sabonis so was great. Was great last night. Had 36, 17, and 10. Brogdon at 32 and 9. He is a very solid player. I still can't believe Milwaukee ended up choosing Eric Bledsoe over Brogdon. But either way, it's a story for probably a different video on a different podcast because that has nothing to do with Golden State. But either way, the Pacers have been playing some better basketball lately, but they set the bar pretty low. Over the last couple of weeks, they lost six of seven 
And then after that, they ended up waking up a little bit, beat the Pistons, beat the Hawks, beat the Timberwolves, lost to the Bulls. But either way, uh, the Pacers have definitely been looking, I'd say, sharper lately. But people are wondering what's going on with Indiana, and what's happened is pretty simple. For And the reason why this team has regressed is because of the fact that they traded Oladipo for who they thought was going to be Karis LeVert. But of course, LeVert ended up having that really bizarre situation with the uh, health uh, checkup for the, for the exam. And it turns out that he ended up having cancer and they ended up removing it, and he'll make a full recovery. But since LeVert will most likely not play for the rest of the season, the issue is Indiana went from having three 20-plus point scores to having two 20-plus point scores because Oladipo got traded, and they don't have a replacement. So based on that, the Pacers offensively have struggled uh, because besides uh, Brogdon and Sabonis, they really don't have anybody. Miles Turner has been pretty good, averaging 13.4 points per game. you got Jeremy Lamb and McDermott, who have been taking turns starting. But, yeah, T.J. Warren earlier this year, who ended up only playing four games. He's been injured. He'll probably be back within, I don't know, maybe a month or so. But Brogdon and Sabonis are pretty much the only consistent threats you have offensively. And now that they face off against Golden State, and I don't really like their chances. Now, talking about this matchup, though, they already played against Golden State on the road, and they ended up winning that game by nine. However, I think Golden State's been a much better team since then. The main issue, though, you have with Golden State and how this team matches up is the rebounding, because when you have Miles Turner and you end up also having Sabonis, you're going to end up feasting on the boards against Golden State, because this Golden State team, regardless of whether they win or lose, is not a good rebounding team, and the injuries to Looney and Wiseman have only exacerbated that issue. And just going through what happened in the first meeting, uh, the rebounding's were actually close. Indiana won the rebounding edge 61-59, to pretty high rebounding game. But Golden State lost by 9, only shot 38.2% from the floor. So the team shot terribly. But I think Golden State will shoot better in this one. And I think Indiana is a much worse team uh, than they were earlier in the season when Oladipo and company were actually there. Oladipo did not play in that first meeting, though, which is worth mentioning. But at the end of the day, I think Golden State, just simply put, has started to find a bit of a groove offensively. Wiggins has kind of come into form. Uh, Oubre is not totally useless like he once was. Uh, Draymond has been on an assist uh, rampage, basically, and Steph is a fringe MVP candidate. So, overall, I think Golden State should end up keeping this game close. I think Indiana might be favored in this game. I'm not really sure what the spread's going to be. If I had to guess, I would say maybe around Indiana minus two, if I really had to make it up on the spot. But I think Golden State has a good chance to win the game. Uh, Once again, though, the back-to-back situation is not ideal. For Golden State, so you know you have to keep in mind of who's going to be playing, who's going to be resting, and that's always an issue when it comes to back-to-backs. But either way, uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting week for Golden State, having four straight road games with two separate back-to-backs. So that's not going to be a great uh, situation. Would surprise me if the Warriors end up chopping and going two and two. I'd say no. Maybe even one and three. I think is feasible. But either way. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I think that Golden State will end up going 3-1 this week with the only loss coming against Charlotte. But anyway, looking at the actual stats for this team, I already talked about some of the general themes that have been going on with this team. Curry has been the, of course, best point guard in the league. Uh, He's averaging 30.1 points per game, 5.9 assists per game. He's been fantastic. Looking at Draymond Green, he has still been awful when it comes to shooting the ball as Draymond is still only averaging 5.2 points per game, but he's averaging a team-high 8.3 assists. He had 11 assists again last night in the overtime win against Miami. He's been great. Defensively, he's also averaging a team-high 1.4 steals per game, so he's been good. Wiggins averaging 17.5 points per game. He's been very solid. 
Uber is averaging 13.9. Uh, I know his shooting numbers aren't that great, but when you factor in how awful it was to start the year, Ubre has definitely looked better uh, over the last couple of weeks, so that is definitely something to keep in mind. Still worth monitoring the status of Wiseman and of uh, Looney moving forward, because once those two come back, that'll definitely uh, cause maybe a little bit of some interesting roster tinkering with rotations and stuff like that. But either way, this team seems to have found it's a lineup that it needs to actually use late in games. Toscano Anderson also playing a decent uh, role there as a role player, and Pascal being a very solid option off the bench. But either way, uh, Golden State should uh, continue to play relatively well. I still think this team's going to finish probably around a 6 seed, uh, six to an 8 seed in the West. But either way, this team should end up making the playoffs, barring an injury, and that's really all I can ask for after Clay Thompson got injured uh, before the season even started. Either way, though, uh, that's been the installment of the Ben and Barry Podcast here in the Blue Podcast Network, and good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.